Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, hello there, mister. Uh, hello there. Who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm a kid. I'm a kid and I run this town. This town that you've come across, innit? Oh, I see. I'm a racist. Nice to meet you. What can I do for you? Hello, Mr. Racist. You know what? You remind me of my papa. Yes, most old people are racist. <laughs> well, uh, what's your point? What are you getting at? Well, my papa was racist and you are as well, so that makes me think maybe you are my papa. That is a weird conclusion, but seeing as I am tied up in in a strange place run by children, I feel like I can exploit this for my game. So yes, I am your papa. Exactly. You are currently in a house that's like children of the corn, except there's a bunch of racists. <laughs> that's me. Alright. How about how about you uh untie me and we can we can get out of here, take a couple of horses and we can go be racist somewhere else. Well, because this story's only got a twenty minute running time, see? I'm not actually a character, mm. and therefore there's no reason why I shouldn't untie you. And so that's what I'm gonna do right now, see? Oh, thank you for untying me. Here, as a present, I'm gonna snap your neck. Oh, I should have seen <laughs> that coming, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just like old Papa used to do. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to Holy But a Goody. That's the entirety of the last story. No other details needed. That's the entirety of the fourth story of the movie we're covering today. Oh wow, Oldie But a Goody. My name's Sandra, your name is Zach. Yes. Other aliases being the racist dad figure. And the British child who's actually American in the movie, but I just, I don't know. Mm. British accents are fun. I like doing kid accents, but they're British. Yeah, no, no, no. All child accents have to be British. They're all going to be British. Because then you're a chimney sweep. You go up the chimneys <laughs> and you sweep them for the rich mister. Please, sir, can I have a neck snap? Yeah. <laughs> Snappy over the Twister Roonies. We watch movies from 1987 in the order they came out in, and I picked this, and do I regret it? I don't know. It, it, it was fine. The movies from a whisper to a scream. Anthology movies. Mm. Bunch of short stories. What did you think? Snap my neck harder, Daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh. I was sitting on that one for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> yes, uh, back to the story. So, hey, look, we're, we're doing another anthology, like... There's a couple of stories. These are kind of cool movies. I haven't really watched many of these movies. Mm. Um, I've seen Creepshow, obviously, but, you know, these, these are cool. I like these. Yeah. I think this one was perhaps lesser than some of the other ones. <sighs> yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't too bad. It's not bad. It's just, it's nothing new, I think. That's the problem, right? Yeah, it's nothing amazing. Because, like, the final story is just Children of the Corn. Mm. And, like, the other ones are very similar to other stuff that we've done. Or mm. just other, like, horror stories in general. Yeah, the last one, the only disappointing thing about racist next snapper dad <laughs> is that his comeuppance for shooting them didn't really happen. No. Anyway, and there's other details like that. I feel like the details needed to be a bit more fleshed out in each of the stories mm. but it's hard to do that in like 20 minute intervals yeah somehow like somehow Creepshow 2 that first story mm. with the like Native American statue somehow that story had way more character than all four of the stories we're talking about in this. But that was also a lot longer. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but they spent the first, like, 15 minutes of that <laughs> that whole movie genre just on those store owners yeah. and that statue. Yeah. So, you know. A lot of backstory. Whereas this, not so much. As it turns out, it's quite hard to do movie stories in limited 20 shorts it's hard to do quite yeah. short stories while having lots of detail that being said i think the first story was actually pretty good 
in that. It gave you all the detail necessary, except mm. for why is there a baby killing him? Oh, I love that. Oh, that first story might be uh, my favorite. It's gross and like it's it's dark. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. I think they led with their best foot forward. Yeah. I think the next story, I like the concept more than the actual short itself, but mm. it was still quite good. The third, I liked the carnival a lot. Yeah. But there was one glaring fault. Yeah. Which made me like, why? Why did this? What is What is happening? And then the, and then the last one is... Um, just Children of the Corn again. Just Children of the Corn again. <laughs> to be fair, I quite like Children of the Corn. You did. You did. Although I... I, I like this story not because it was scary, but because I found it very fun. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting anthology. Like, I think I might prefer it over Creepshow 2, may- maybe? I'm not sure. It's definitely, like, Creepshow 1, Tales from the Crypt. They're all better than this, but it was not too bad, I guess. And, of course, the the overarching story. Yeah. Outside of the stories was with everyone's favourite creepy... Vincent Price. It's good to see him. I don't think we've done him on the show before. No, no, I don't think we've had him on the show. So it's good to see him here, although he's not really utilised very much. No, and he also hates this movie. He hates it. He hates that he was in it. He hates everything about it. Really? (laughs) So. Oh. Yeah. Were the other options any good, though? Do you think they were good? The other stuff I could have chosen from this week back in 87? No. Ah. So we have Forbidden Dreams, (laughs) which is a chick movie about a Jewish father trying to care for his sons during World War II. Oh yeah, could have been good. Uh, Lily Cat, and it's Lily C-A-T. Right, so it probably stands for Companion Android Terminator? Yep. I don't know. It's an anime about a crew of spaceships that has to fight against an invading alien force. Maybe it's Combat Alien Termination. Combat A. Oh, that, yeah, that could be good. That could be good. Oh, no, it's like a transforming alien cat. <laughs> ah, cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anime. Uh, we have Pathfinder, which is not the uh, game system that I regularly play for mm. uh, D&D. No, it's in fact a Norwegian action adventure about a warband which terrorizes North Scandinavian villages in 1000 AD. Could have been fine. Could have been fine. Yeah, honestly, that one sounds pretty good. Yeah. And A Prayer for the Dying. Mickey Rourke. Oh, yeah. He has uh, one last job to do before he's allowed to travel to the US. It's Take Out a Terrorist. No, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, look, I was going to say, I think all of these movies could have been actually pretty good, except maybe the last one. Pathfinder could have been fun. Lilycat looks like there's something to talk about there. Anime. Just anime things. And then Forbidden Dreams looks like an artsy movie. A good film. That, 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 you know, people people would talk about for years about how good it was. No, no, no. We don't want that on this show. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We don't no, want no. something that makes you feel feelings. No. I want to see man murdered by weird demon baby. That's what we, I want. We should do at least one artsy film this year, but not not yet. Mm. No, 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 no. Uh, do that. We can later. delay that till the end. <laughs> do that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about from a whisper to a scream. What did you think of the title, by the way? It's kind of cool. It's a, it's a cool title. It doesn't really have much to do with the movie. No, no one's ever whispering. Yeah, there's a bunch of screaming though. There's a, there's a bunch of screaming, which it was released there. But yeah, maybe. Maybe you could have had the librarian whisper, and then it's like, oh, he's whispering, oh. and then he's telling a story about people screaming, so it's a whisper to a scream. I don't know, be clever, goddammit. I like that. Well, what do you think about this, though? When it was originally released in America, even though the film was made under the, the title From a Whisper to a Scream, in America, it was released under the title The Offspring. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like a whisper to a scream way better than that. What is the offspring? Well, I guess because it's like the framing device has the niece. Ah, the, the first niece. story has Demon yeah. Baby. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense for the second and third story. I guess the fourth one, because it's Children of the Corn, they're all offspring. Yeah. There's there's a bit to do with them. If they had an overarching theme, it would it would have worked more. Yeah. But I guess the over oh, the overarching theme is it starts out normal, but then gets crazy. So it's like a whisper to a scream. Oh, yeah. At least you if you hear that, you go, yeah, that's probably something to do with horror, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Offspring could be a, 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 a comedy. I think Offspring is an Australian comedy drama on Channel 9. <laughs> oh, no. No, see? I knew it. My auntie really likes it. It's always like, everyone on Facebook, oh, watch Offspring. And I'm like, auntie, oh, I'm never going to watch no. this Australian drama. No. Stop sending me farm bill requests. <laughs> It's 2021. Stop sending me Farmville requests. <laughs> no one plays Farmville. <laughs> Who's playing Farmville in this year? Who's playing any, like, Facebook game this oh, year? Oh, Facebook gaming. That was back in the day. Remember that? Remember that? Fun times. I played a mousetrap game. Oh. Where you set a mousetrap, and then you would come back, like, hours later, and it would court weird mice. Oh, so it's like an idle game. Yes, it was an idle game. Gaming's come along way hasn't it <laughs> i prefer gaming now when i can just get angry at dead by daylight and then stop gaming all day and go read a book mm, that's my that's regular high like quality gaming things yes <laughs> all right uh this movie was released september 4th in 87 it's directed and co-written by jeff burr <sighs> who uh, dropped out of film school made a movie about the civil war that was a big hit then he made this uh he went on to make a bunch of horror sequels he made texas chainsaw massacre 3 he made Pumpkinhead 2. He made Puppet Master 4, 5, and the new one that came out, like, two years ago. He's still making them. He's still making movies. Oh. I mean, he's a pretty good horror director. Like, this is a well-directed movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is borderline, like... It's, it's like a very, like, watchable film, but it's not more than watchable, I think. Wait, what's more than watchable? Enjoyable? Yeah. Because I'd say it's borderline enjoyable. Actually, no, it is enjoyable. I've seen way worse films than this. <laughs> what am I saying? That is true. It's like in the enjoyable spectrum. Right. So we have a spectrum. Right yes. in the middle is the, the nothing burger, mm -hmm. where I felt nothing throughout this film mm. and wish I had done something else. Like a solid two out of five. Yes. Yeah. Whereas watchable goes up a full full step from that. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. goes like a 2.7, I Ooh. would say, is watchable. What about a 2.75, though? What about a 2.75? You are adding way too much numbers. Mm. I love a 2.75. Nope, nope, nope. Now you sound like you're trying to program a robot, and we're done. Oh, no, you've discovered my secret. All this <laughs> oh time, for 140 episodes, this whole podcast has just been me trying to make a robot. <laughs> you're and now to... you've discovered it. Well, that's it. Podcast is over. We're done. Ah, I see. That makes sense. You're using, you're using, like, voice command things, so it's downloading all these horror movies, <laughs> yeah. so you can make the ultimate killer robot. The ultimate killer robot. Sure, sometimes mm. it gets a little bit distracted when we do a weird rom-com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to teach it how to love as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. J just a you little bit. You have to bit. teach it how to hate and how to love. But, like, 80s love, right? So yeah. Cheating and being mean. <laughs> yeah. But also having meat cutes. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And then murdering them. Ah. Oh, you've discovered the secret. That, that's why I was showing them rom-coms, so that the robot would know how to meet people and then cut them. A meat cut, And if then you will. it meets them. Oh. Uh -huh. We're introducing a lot of lore to the podcast on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should talk about the stories. Uh, <laughs> so, very quickly for the cast, for the framing story... Uh, as you mentioned, Vincent Price plays the librarian, iconic horror actor. Playing the niece who is executed is Martine Beswick, who's in a bunch of Bond films, but we saw her as the main character's gym friend in Cyclone. Wow! Oh, yeah, I remember that. She was evil. Spoilers! Cy Cyclone, that thing that we watched. <laughs> The Cyclone episodes on Patreon. I think it was like two, three months ago, I think. Mm. If you want to check it out, you can. There's a link in the bio to subscribe to our Patreon. But for the first story, the main character, Stanley, is played by Clue Gallagher, who is from Return of the Living Dead, most recently in Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. He's a veteran actor. Uh, for the second story, Terry Kizer is Jesse, the mean white dude. He's the dead guy in Weekend at Bernie's. Okay. All right, mm -hmm. we got a we got a starry cast a, so far. A star cast. The guy that rescues yep. him from the swamp is played by Harry Caesar, who was an R and B artist in the fifties. Had a bunch of hits under the name Little Caesar. Ah, I like that Little Caesar. I I thought he was great. I liked him quite a lot. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, for the third story, there's Rosalind Cash, who plays the Snake Woman. She was in Buckaroo Bonsai last year. She was in that Buckaroo. Bonsai. 
Bullseye. And then for the fourth movie, uh, the fourth movie, the fourth story, the racist dad guy is played by Cameron Mitchell, who was in the uh, 40s Les Mis movie, and then a bunch of westerns, a whole bunch of westerns. Mm, he did give me a western vibe. Oh, yeah. That seems like a... Is it because he was racist? Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's exactly it. Because as everyone knows, Wild West was just a lot of racists. Yeah, it was just a lot of racists. And by racists, we mean they were racing on their horses. Mm. To kill Indians. <laughs> or Native Americans now, yeah. Uh, there's no critic score for this on Rotten Tomatoes. No, no critic score. Audience score is 35. 35, which isn't great. Yeah, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Most of the critics' reviews that I could find were like, yeah, it's well directed, but there's nothing new here. I, it was like, I set it on, and then I wasn't, I, I didn't feel crazy. I felt mild enjoyment throughout. Mm. Feel. There wasn't any crazy... The, the mild enjoyment lulled into to nothing and then back up into mild enjoyment again. It never it never went up, but it never went too below either. Yeah, which I think makes it a good background movie. If you're cooking dinner, you want to watch something, put this on. Actually, maybe not for dinner, because there is some mm, gross mm. bodily... <laughs> when you're roasted up a, a nice batch of human flesh, mm. put it on in the background. Num num num. Nummy num. Uh, it cost just over one million dollars. What do you think it made in the US? Uh, box one of million. Us? Okay. Um. Ooh. Twenty-five. Made one point three million. Okay. Uh, profit. <laughs> <laughs> well, break even. Yeah. Nothing crazy. I would love it if there were four taglines because there's four stories, but there's only three taglines. Okay. Well, we can make up a fourth one. How about that? <laughs> we can make up a fourth one. All right. Yeah, let's go. First tagline is fear times four. <laughs> first tagline. <laughs> oh. Don't like it. Oh, oh, oh. That one made me cringe a bit. And also technically not true because there are the four stories, but there's the framing device, which for me mm. brings it up to five stories. Yeah, but but for the for the sake of it, they 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 say there's four main stories, you know, that he's telling. There's the overarching story of him telling four stories. So you know, if they say times five, it does sound a bit weird. That's true. You're like, hang on, hang on a second. What's body happening here? Did they cut one out? What is this? Justice League 2016? Ha <laughs> ha, got it. Ha ha, got him. The next tagline is. Welcome to... Wait, no, what's the voice I'm doing? It's changed. <laughs> no, 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 you can do a different voice for each of them. Welcome. Oh, yes. Welcome mm. to Old Field, Tennessee. Population deadly. It's kind of good. That's so fucking stupid. Population Dead. <laughs> it's like it's like a goosebumps. I don't know. Title. Yeah, that's so stupid. Because all the population are killers, so mm. they're deadly. That's so stupid. Welcome to Oldfield. Stop in for a night of pure terror. No, I hated that one. Yeah, it's not good. After the after the last one, which was brilliant, because it got everything you needed to know about the film. Mm. And it had a stupid thing at the end. This one was like, eh, this one fell flat for me. This one, this one definitely, yeah. no, no. All right, we're going to make up a fourth tagline then. Welcome to Oldfield, where, <laughs> where the dead are going to get you, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> that just kind of, just kind of kept going. Yeah, I know, I don't know. Uh, um, welcome to Oldfield, where you'll believe a man can scream. No, I hate that as well. <laughs> a man can scream? I was trying to do the Superman thing, where it's like, you'll believe a man can fly. Mm. Ah, right. Yeah, 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 But no, just didn't really stick the landing. Like Superman in most of those movies. Welcome to Oldfield, where you either live or die by the horror. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That one's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than that last one. It's better than that last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cause you're either living in it, which mm. means you're 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 a murderer person. Yes. You're a horror person. Yes, yes. Or you're dying to it because you're dying to the horror murder person. Well, let's get into it. We're not doing full synopsis reviews like usual like you there I'm getting my words all mixed up because of the horror. <laughs> oh, terrifying Whoa. mixed up words. Scary. 
we're not going to do full synopsis reviews like we usually do. We're just going to kind of do the premise, talk about the story a bit, move on to the next one. But we should start off with how the movie does start off, with uh, terrifying, creepy, horror music from like the 60s, <gasps> and some spooky font as well. Spooky font. Yeah, it's, it's a font. It's the, the classic like 80s, like, whoa. Yep. I, I'm not sure what that means, but it also describes it perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And then yeah. you've got um the lady coming out of the shower, and you're like, "Wow, okay." That's how it opens? Is she gonna get murdered? That's a that's a classic trope. Mm. Lady comes out of a shower, she gets murdered, or in the shower, she gets murdered. Instead, no, she gets murdered by the state. Whoa! <laughs> Scary horror twist. She's actually dreaming, and Whoa. she wakes up. And wow, it's it's a lethal injection room. They go to give her a lethal injection. That was a twist. That was not expected, to be honest. No. So she is apparently this this mass murderer, this serial killer who was killing people, yep. went on a massive murder spree from the age of eight all the way to the age of thirty-two. She was just constantly killing people. Yep. That is a long time to not be caught. Yeah. She went literal years. That's got to be a lot of people. Like, how many people is she killing a year? True. I want to know a year average. Mm. Is this like a once a year sort of thing? Even then, if you're killing one person a year... That's like 18-something people. That's a lot of people for one person. One to 18 ratio is not great. It's a lot. I feel like this place needs better policemen. We don't ever see a police officer in this entire movie. No. <laughs> so I think you're right. Maybe maybe they don't have policemen and that's the real <laughs> issue. What that made me think though was like, I kind of want to see her murder spree. I kind of want to see that mm. instead of anything else that we get in the movie. That kind of sounds interesting. Oh yeah, we, de- we never get anything else other than like... At the very end, spoiler alert, the, the reporter is, like, inspired by the niece. Yeah. Or something. This is a... So I was wondering if we could get some sort of tie-in to what she was all about. No, she's just kind of there. Yeah, just the framing. To, well, because I guess we could spoil the twist now at the end, maybe. Yes. We're going to spoil the twist. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilery. It turns out that her uncle, Vincent Price... Uh, groomed her to be a killer from a young age. Whoa. And now he's going to get his comeuppance. Oh, we're going to get a switch knife thrown in his neck and it somehow manages to stick real deep in there. Yep, and then he says, <laughs> that he says, Welcome to Oldfield. <laughs> and then the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that dumb ending. That was very funny. Oh, that was a good dumb ending. I like the dumb ending. Yeah. Also, like, what? <laughs> So she's this reporter who was there when the niece got executed, goes to visit Vincent Price and is like, tell me about the town, please. And he's like, well, I'm a librarian. I got so many stories. And that's where all these stories come mm. from is, is just various stuff he's got lying around and in his memory and in books sometimes. Yeah. I wish, I wish Vincent Price had more of a role. Yeah. Other than I'm a famous act, horror actor. Here I am. Everybody come see this movie. Because it's not, it's not like, he doesn't have a very good role, I feel. Like, he's there, but he could have had more of something, you know? Yeah. They don't really utilise him very well. He was probably on set for, like, one day. Yeah. Most of it was filmed with him sitting in a very comfortable-looking chair. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those sort of appearances, which is, which is a bit of a shame, I guess. But that being said, he wasn't bad, or he wasn't, you know... Like, he, he, he served his role, as it were. Hmm... And I'm sure he was a very busy man, got a lot of things to do, so yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, he did do this, though. So, so we have our first story. He starts telling, he hands over a diary, starts telling the first Ooh, story. Yes, take the lead on this story, good sir, take the lead. Oh, the first story has a great wee opening to really start the horror engine. Oh, it does. Because we see, we see a man. Man has... Big glasses. He's the most suspicious looking man you've ever seen. This guy looks it looks like a reptile. <laughs> he is he's got slick he's an old man with white hair. Mm. Not too old though, maybe, you know, fifties, sixties, you yeah. know, he's getting there. Yeah, yeah. 
He's getting there, but he ain't getting some. No, because he's old. Because he's old. And lives with his sister, who's weird. Yep, so his glasses must be, like, on the subatomic level of zooming <laughs> in. They, he must, must be able, a normal human being would only see atoms wearing his glasses. Yes. His eyes are magnified extremely. He's just wearing two tiny fish bowls on his... Yes, correct. On his glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fish bowl. Like, he gets, he gets a full 180 degree <laughs> vision when he's wearing those, yeah. you know? He he he's a uh, having a bit of a dream, a bit of a a nightmare. In fact, yep. As he has a has a nightmare about coming home to a woman hanging. Yes. He 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 then starts to pleasure said woman that's hanging, mm. and then the woman is also enjoying it because mm. she's also alive. Mm. He wakes up from the dream and he's like, oh. Thank goodness it was just a dream, and he looks over to his side, and oh no, there's a woman there, and she's made of rotting flesh. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a corpse, but she's alive. Ah, and she's getting all hot bothered for him. <laughs> I wonder what this story could possibly be about. Yeah, and he's like, ah, get away from me, lady. And then he wakes up again. Again. And he's like, oh man, those nightmares are crazy. I'm sure they won't mean anything in the next 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is an odd time frame to, you know, say. But anyway. Yeah. That was weird that he said that. Even though there's like a nine year time jump in this film, he still said, yeah. Oh, in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah I wonder if yeah, this is going to yeah, mean yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Uh, so he gets up and then he has to go. Uh, I think first what happens is the party. Um, where he hosts a party? He's the most suspicious-looking dude. Who would go to this guy's party? I'm sorry. I don't mean to judge by appearances, but he doesn't look fun at all. Yeah. Who would go to this guy's party? Unless he's got free food. I mean, that's probably why. He, he was cooking. He was cooking that t- whole time, you know? I wouldn't trust him to cook anything, though. I'd give one look at him and go, nah, gonna go get Maccas. I think I think this might be a he's the boss situation, and people are coming because he's the boss. Oh yeah, you know, because we see them at their work because his his love interest is a workmate. Yes, this slightly younger woman that he's got a crush on, who, and to quote the movie, has legs all the way up to where the hair grows. Is a line from the film that made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, film? Oh, God. I wrote down one quote from this movie, and it was, Ooh, there, kitty, 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 kitty. And then then he just bats the cat aside, and the cat goes, That was was it, yeah. Which was the scene. Oh, dear. We cut to after the party, Mm. and there's a whole thing where he he gives an ice bath to her, his sister. Because his sister has a temperature disease which makes her body temperature super high which means he has to constantly give her ice baths and we know that their mum is dead so presumably yeah both their parents are no longer around so he's going to take care of her also the 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 sister is very creepy yeah sister definitely uh is a lot too attached to the brother yeah there was one moment when she was kind of coming onto him a bit, and I was like, ah, stop it, movie! Ah, well, it stopped it. it. It definitely stopped it. Stopped it with a spike. It definitely stopped it. He calls up the love interest, mm. and she's like, no, I don't want to go on a date with you, but he's like, but I'm your secret admirer. I sent you the flowers and stuff, and she's like, uh, alright, sure. So they go on a date, and we get this visual mm. that's kind of stuck in my mind since watching the movie. The only visual that like I thought was kind of creepy, mm. which was they're sitting down at the table, and she's smiling, having a good time, and then all of a sudden just starts bleeding from the mouth. Yeah, 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 that was a surprise. And he's like, what the, what? And then it suddenly cuts to reality. Mm. Well, she's not enjoying herself. She's no. actually quite bored and whatever. That was a cool visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a cool little bit. Anyway, the date doesn't go the way he planned. She doesn't exactly enjoy herself a lot. No. And then she wants to go home. But he's like, wait, wait, wait. I have a, I have a song I, I wrote about you. And she's like, <laughs> nope, please do not sing. 
And he's like, fine, I won't sing. Instead, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna get mad and kill you. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna leave your body on the road. And get out of here. And, and leave. And so her body's found hmm. at work. The foreman or someone comes out and is like, this person was murdered last night. And he's like, oh, I didn't do it. No, I didn't. I'm very suspicious, but it wasn't me. Yep, I'm... I'm... Not acknowledging anyone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Honestly, number one suspect. I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says number one suspect on the back. But it's not me. It's not me at all. But it's not me. They ignore me. No, no, no. So he, uh, they, they say there's a funeral going to happen. And he's like, <laughs> oh, funeral. So he's, he, he dresses up in a, in a tux and sneaks in at night. Mm-hmm. To have his way with the body. Um, Ugh, we, we don't see anything, but mm. it's just enough to really make you feel gross. Yep, he, he's a necrophiliac, and it's very uncomfortable. Ugh. But, but it's very horror. Yeah, I mean, look, it's gross and despicable, but it makes you feel things in a bad mm. way. It makes you go, oh, I hate this guy, this is awful. Which, you know, it's what horror's meant to do. And, uh, this is probably the only story in this collection that made me feel anything. Mm, mm, mm. So. Yeah, it's definitely very repulsive. Because he also comes home, and his sister's been waiting for him. The sister's gotten all maked up just for him. And he's like, you know what? I've had enough of trying to keep care of my sister. And he stabs her. Hmm, with a nice pick. And then drowns her. Yeah. And then she she still gets back up, so he has to strangle her. I didn't like that. I didn't like the, mm. the stabbing and then she's back alive. I was like, that's a bit overly dramatic. Yeah, it was a little overdramatic. But considering what's coming, <laughs> not too bad. Yeah. So he he's done a bit of the murders again. He's got a bit of taste for the old murder now. He's, he's not very squeamish. Mm-hmm. It's funny how it started off with him having, like, nightmares about necrophilia, and then, well, he's a, still necrophiliac. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's his life now. Yep. But don't worry, because something is going to come back to him from the grave. Oh, no. We see a POV. I hate the goddamn stupid POV vision. It's this POV vision of this small creature getting into his house. And we, we see him, like, what was that noise? He goes downstairs, boom. There's a weird baby monster. Yep. And baby monster goes, Daddy! <laughs> the baby monster says Daddy before it kills him. So I'm guessing that's the baby of the corpse. Right. Which is a cool idea. Yeah. Is it? Like, he got the corpse pregnant, and then the corpse gave birth to a monster. Ew. <laughs> I get. Oh, I see. I guess that's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Yeah. That's pretty good. The makeup on it is very funny. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Yeah, so that's that first story. Mm. It was. It was. It was alright. I didn't mind it. It was a strong, gross outfoot to yes. sort of go, oh, this is gross. A gross story about this guy who, who was a necrophiliac. This gross guy. You know? But yeah, he got yeah. his comeuppance. So that's kind of cool. Well, that's kind of the thing with a lot of, like, horror anthologies is. It's just about bad people getting their comeuppance. That's the entirety of mm. the first Creepshow movie. It's just bad people getting their comeuppance. Yeah. So, you know. Which is nice. Yeah. It, this is this is all of this, except for the Carnival one. Yeah, Carnival one is the only one where it doesn't have people getting their comeuppance. Yeah, which is what made me more interested in it so much. But before we get to the uh, Carnival one, got to go back to the 50s for the second story. Goes back to the 50s, which is something I quite like about this anthology as well, is it's all different time periods for each story. Mm. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's following the history of the town, almost. Mm. So we're introduced to this guy called Jesse. He's a real trickster. He loves uh, he loves ruining people's days, betraying people, just being a real... Mm bad bloke he, he's a, he's a he's a backstabber you know he, yeah. he betrays people makes profit off it you know 
but uh, he's getting a bit of his own comeuppance already. Yeah. Two seconds into the, fir- the story, and he's already getting his comeuppance. Yeah, he betrayed these, uh, I guess, these gang members. They come over, they shoot him. They're like, you're a bad bloke, we're going to shoot you in the back while you're trying to run away from us. Yep. He's injured, and he's right next to a swamp. There's a boat in the swamp. He collapses on top of a boat. Yes, and then floats out into the swamp uh, and and passes out. And is saved by this guy called Felder. Now, Felder is said to be very old. As soon as you're introduced to him, you're like, look at this old man. But he didn't look too old to me. No. no. <laughs> well, it says old-timer, you know. Old-timer, I guess. And uh, he's not really an old man. He's an old-timer. He's like he's like mid-50s, you know. Yeah, exactly. Older, older than the other gentlemen. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, he takes Jesse into his shack by the swamp. We see there's heaps of, like, magical artifacts around. Uh, the movie says he practices voodoo. Yeah, yeah, there's some, some carvings of stuff. And he's... Uh, so the guy wakes up and is like, Oh, what a... You, you saved me. Thank you for saving me, old-timer. And he's like, no worries. And then they talk about the things. He's like, oh, what's this, what's this carving? And he's like, ah, that's a buffalo. Mm. You know, you could just... You could just sit by the herd and they wouldn't even startle. You could whittle away your days. And he's like, what do you mean? There haven't been herds of buffalo around here for for hundreds of years. Suspicious, suspicious. Mm. So it kind of goes on and on for like about 10 minutes. Nothing really happens. They're just kind of talking. It's nice. I don't know. They're both kind of good actors. I like I like this story. Yeah. I liked this story quite a, quite a lot. So eventually the, the voodoo guy heads out onto the swamp and leaves and leaves Jesse all alone. So Jesse starts going through his stuff and finds his diary where it reveals this guy, he's been alive for 200 years. Whoa. He's immortal. And so he goes to the guy that saved him and is like, hey, look, I want to be immortal. Can you make me immortal? Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna st- stop bothering you till you also make me immortal. Exactly. You immortal dum dum. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna go blab on everyone else. I'm gonna tell everyone you're immortal. So they're doing a bunch of magical rituals to try and get him to be immortal, but it's not working. It's not working. He's like, oh, it's not working. I'm getting pretty fed up with all this. I reckon that you're lying to me. I reckon that that potion that I've seen mm. in your in your house. I reckon that's what it is, and not these rituals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ties him up, he ties up the guy, and leaves him in a boat floating along the river, and then drowns him. And he's like, oh man, I probably shouldn't have done that. He was the guy who knew how to be immortal. Yeah, he's like, whoops, shouldn't have done that. Oh well, it's fine. I'm just going to go back to the uh, to the cabin and hang around here for a bit. He frantically looks around, trying to find the potion, the formula, the way to be immortal. I think he finds a bottle and it's empty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, damn it, old timer. You th- threw it in the swamp or something. Now there's going to be a crocodile that's immortal and not me. Ha <laughs> ha. But that night, the guy comes back, the voodoo guy comes back and he's like, ha I tricked you. I gave you the potion when I first found you because you were dying. I found you and you were almost dead. So I gave you the potion, added an extra 70 years to your life without you knowing, and here you are, trying to get me to make you immortal. I've already made you immortal, and you're also a dick. So here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Because you can't die, I'm going to torture you real bad. I'm going to chop off all your limbs and then light you on fire. And that's the happy ending. Yep. That's how it ends. (laughs) And then he's tossed in a sack and chucked into a swamp. Yep. But then some guys find him, and they're like, oh my god, he's still alive. So they take him to the hospital, and then the doctor's like, Jesus Christ, this man shouldn't be alive. Everybody, let's just pray that he hopefully dies soon. <laughs> and then you hear the, like, the sound of flashback. For the next 70 years. <laughs> He'll be alive for the next 70 years. So he's just this, yep. this burnt, chopped up corpse. Yeah. This is going to be alive and in pain for like 70 years. And it ends with a shot of him crying. Yeah. Shouldn't have been a dick, idiot. I did like this story. It was very old-timey tale that you'd tell kids to scare them into, like, being good or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta be honest. You gotta, you gotta, uh, the lesson here, what's the lesson here? It's like, you gotta, um, accept the good that's given to you, you know, and don't push your luck. This one, very much a good story. And, Mm. and lesson, lesson of the first one, just don't have sex with dead people. Yep. 
And don't kill people no. as well. That's probably a bad thing. Yeah. Lesson of that story? Not as good. Not as good, I think. No. I kind of feel like that's like common knowledge, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the the, the baby murdering you is a new thing for me. But what about the next story, Sandra? Ooh. So the next story is uh, about a carnival where people are doing strange things. We see a guy who's eating glass and metal. Yum, yum, yum. He's like, num, 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 num. Then uh, he meets up with a lady and she's like, oh, I love you. I love your act. And he's like, no, we can't be together because otherwise that lady will find out. And she's like, lady? Mm, the snake woman who owns the circus. She's a meanie. So then he, he goes and has a poker game with the rest of the, the crew. And then the snake lady shows up and she's like, hey, you were hanging out with a lady. Stop that shit. I'm going to bring up the big question of this story right now. Because yeah. I think it's a good point to bring it up. Why? Why can't he hang out with people? Like, I guess it's just because she's controlling? Yes. It doesn't... They never really answer that, which is a shame because I think this is a really good story, but that didn't entirely add up. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up two things, actually. That, we don't know why she does that, and also... Why he eventually ends up running away with her? <laughs> yeah. So, so he, you know, hangs out with the lady again. But as they're trying to get it on, mm. a screws start coming out of his skin. Yes, and hurting her. Out of his hands. That was cool. Yeah. That was a cool... Actually, the gore for this entire story is very good. So screws start coming out of her ha- his hands and it's like, Oh, no. He's like, leave me alone. Never come, come talk with me again. So we go back. We also find out um, that each of the circus acts, all of them were, like, saved from a previous life mm. to live at the circus. Uh, but they they got some sort of weird punishment thing that now that's their circus act. Like, one guy can eat glass, which really isn't a punishment. Not really. What, one guy lost his face. He's like, no face. One guy's... No face. That the, that also looked pretty solid. The voice was like... <laughs> that's Bane. Ah, I was born in the no face. Molded by it. You merely adopted the no face. Yes. But there's also, like, a guy with an eye in his chest. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't find out that later, but there's a guy with, like, an eyeball. He, his job is to, like, keep an eye on everyone. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. And he has an eye on his chest, so he's quite good at it. But yeah, you're right. Like, he almost gets the, the nails in the fingers. He's like, I'm never going to see you again. He runs back to the carnival, and then she just comes back to the carnival and is like, no, really, let's leave. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, okay. And so he double-crosses the snake lady, who's already shown she can torture him with voodoo yeah. from any distance. Mm. So what he should have done was he should have planned to kill her. Yes. Which would have made more sense. Being like, okay, we have to kill her, and then like he tries killing her and she uses voodoo magic, that sort of thing. And most people in the circus don't really like her anyway, so he could have recruited some of them. Yeah, 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 planned a coup. But anyway... So so they run away, but before they run away, they bump into the eyeball man. He's like, ah, you can't escape me. I can see everything. And then he gets stabbed in the back, <laughs> which is ironic. Very funny. Um, because he didn't see it coming. It was weird how um, Snake Woman, she sees the guy dying, the eye guy dying, and she's like, no, I, oh, n- not you. This is the last straw. I have that child's blood and hair. I have that child's blood and hair. And she just, like, yells that for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> I have that child's blood and hair. It's like a vengeance thing. But it's, like, telling you that she's just going to use voodoo magic on him. Yeah, exactly. The couple run away. They go to a hotel and they start to bang. But then he gets tortured by voodoo magic and starts bleeding, shooting out veins of blood, like bullets ricochet out of him, I think. There's like a razor blade we saw him eat earlier just bursts out of his stomach. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot of things. And then he just like explodes. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, if she could do that, you are very stupid for running away. Oh, he's a complete idiot. This is definitely the the, uh, the one story in this entire film where you can feel the clogs of the story turning. Yeah, yeah. Like, things need to happen for this story to work, and uh, characters need to make dumb decisions. Correct. Yeah, that's the problem I had with this story. Otherwise, it was it was pretty cool. 
So, so the lady there is traumatized. So the voodoo lady comes up, and then we see in the next scene that the lady is now the human pin cushion. She's turned into pinhead. Yep, and and she has loads of pins in her, and she's crying. And that's the end of that story. Yeah, yeah. So yep. the the story of that lesson. The lesson of that story is this: uh, this spooky episode really getting in the way of my words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell you what, too spooky, too spooky to for me, too spooky five me. Uh, so the lesson of this story is: obey your elders. No, no, already, <laughs> no. already wrong. No, no. The, the the lesson of this story is: don't make creepy uh, magic deals with a voodoo lady who owns a carnival. Yeah, that's the lesson. Yeah. And then if you make said deals with creepy voodoo lady who owns a carnival, don't double cross her because she'll make you explode. I did want to bring up as well: this story is set in the '30s, and so mm. the name of the carnival is Lovecraft's Traveling Amusements. Ah. Which okay. There's nothing really Lovecraftian about any of this, but all right. No, no, but it's, it's, you know, that sounds like something they would do in the 1930s to, like, <laughs> bring up business. They, like, associate themselves with something because they haven't read the book. No. They don't know how to read, you know. No. But they've heard of it. They don't know that he's a giant racist. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that was the third story. It was pretty gory, so that's a plus. It was pretty gory. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. That one could have been better, yeah. but I like the premise. I Again, I like the premise of all these stories, except maybe the first one. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like the premise of that story, but that story was actually good. Yeah. So, one of the better ones. So, it, like, balances it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, finally, we have the last story, which is the uh, military. Oh, right. We see a couple of military boys, and they're like, oh, hey, we're in a war. Well, we're in the Civil War. Whoa. But we don't know what's ended. We don't know what's ended. So we're going to go around and we're just going to shoot people who surrender. Yep. Because it's war. They surrendered, but they just shoot them anyway. So immediately we're like, these guys suck. Yeah, they are very awful. Because, like, the enemy surrenders and one guy's like, hey, they're surrendering, don't shoot them. And he's like, nope, we're going to shoot them anyway. And then um, they come over and one of the dead bodies is holding a flyer that says, the war's ended. <laughs> that was so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh wow, the war's ended. And that one guy who was saying maybe we shouldn't kill him, he's like, wow, I can't believe we just killed innocent people. I'm leaving. I'm deserting this squadron. I'm going out. I'm doing my own thing. And the leader, uh, we'll call him Racist Papa, he shoots the deserter and supposedly kills him. So the next morning they, they leave going to find, um, I believe they said they were going to find widowed wives to have have relations uh, with, whether they liked it or not. Whether they liked it or not. Yeah, great stuff. Yep. Yeah, the whole purpose of this story is the origin of Oldsfield. Mm. It's the origin of the town that all these stories are based in. Yeah, which is rather interesting. And that's where they go. That's where they're headed is, is Oldfield. And they walk in there. Mm, and immediately... <laughs> Mines just go off or something. I don't know what the heck. Mines just go off and they're all knocked unconscious by these mines. Yeah. And they're tied up and captured by a bunch of kids. And that's when I went, oh, this is just Children of the Corn. Yeah, yeah, no, the uh, ch Children of the Corn are there and they're like, oh, hey, we're children. Of the corn, but there's no corn. We're, we're also weirdly adult-like. And also super murdery. Super murdery. They stab one guy in the balls. Yeah. And that's the lesson of this story. If you act up, you get an off and you nods. They get put in these, like, cell things. We get the little storyline between, uh, like, is her name Lucy or... Oh, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda. Amanda. That was it. The young kid. Also, the child acting in this was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked the line when, I think it's... Not Amanda, the other guy is talking to Racist Papa, and he's like, where do you come from? And Racist Papa's like, oh, fuck off, kid. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Anything at all. <laughs> but he says it in, in like a creepy voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. And I think, I think he stabs his mouth or something, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. One guy gets his eye stabbed out, like, they're torturing these two other dudes. Meanwhile, uh, pa Racist Papa is like, hey, girl. Yeah, I can be your new dad. You lost your dad in the war, I can be your new dad. All you have to do is untie me and let me out. Yeah, Amanda comes in and is giving him food, and she's like, 
you look like my dead papa. Because she's being nice to him because she, uh, you know, uh, he looks like her dead papa. Yes. But little does she know, he's a r- racist, horrible human being that just does what he wants. It's the worst. As she finds out, as she goes to one time, and then he... I think he kisses her? Mm. Yeah, 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 which was a little creepy. But then he snaps her neck. It's all good. This film was constantly, like, surprisingly graphic. Yes. Because, like, the first story had the necrophilia stuff. And also just him being a weird, creepy dude in general. The third story had, like, the razor blades shooting out of his skin and all that gore. And then this one has this moment. I was never expecting this one to be that graphic. Yeah, I wasn't expecting him to murder a child yeah. on screen, but here we are. So he breaks free, he runs out of the house, uh, and and outside on the front lawn he sees all the kids playing with the severed limbs of one of the men that they captured and tortured and killed. Yeah, they're like, yay, piñata, but it's a torso when you're using a hook hand. Yay! So good. It's like, oh, oh no. He makes a break for it while they're distracted with the body. But there in the field is is the guy he shot earlier for no reason whatsoever. He's there. For desertion. No explanation needed. He's alive and he knocks the guy out. So he's captured again by the leader of the Children of the Corn bit from the Civil War and is taken in, into the main dining room of the house where we're introduced to the magistrate. All throughout the story, the kids have been talking about the magistrate says do this, the magistrate says do that, they do a creepy prayer to the magistrate, and we finally see the magistrate, and it's all of the remains of all the kids' parents kind of stitched together. Yeah. Into this weird monstrosity. And uh, the kid goes on about how uh, the war killed all their parents, but they realised that the war was great because it murdered all their parents, and that's good. Murdering parents is great. There was a weird line where the kid was like, as long as there aren't any big people, there's always no need for killing. And I'm like, hang on, but you're killing people and there aren't any big people in your town. Kid, a little bit hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, they're just murdering. It's almost like they're children and stupid. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, they're murdering the adults so that there's no more adults, so that there's no more killing. It's like... Question mark. Is this that just Thanos all over again? <laughs> is that what yeah. this is? Except I feel like even Thanos made more sense than this kid. (laughs) Thanos made more of a point than this. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they roast racist papa and they eat him. And that's the end of that story. I guess all the kids then had babies and that's the population of the town. I don't know. Yep. (laughs) That's the movie. As it's a wild one. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know what to rate it. I didn't hate it, but I think I didn't necessarily enjoy it either. Yeah. I was just kind of watching it. Yeah, I'm going to give it an oldie, I think. Yeah. An oldie doesn't necessarily mean it's a baddie. It just means, you know, it's a bit old. It's not It's not the best. Mm. It's not the most enjoyable. And I think you did kind of hit the nail on the head earlier uh, when you said it was watchable, but not necessarily super enjoyable. Just something you watch, and that's about it. So I, I am going to go oldie as well. It's hard to do add and remove for an anthology series, so I guess we may as well just move right along to the next segment. Uh, it's it's time for raving reviews. It's the part of the show where I get audience scores from Rotten Tomatoes, and Sandra has to guess them. That's it. That's the whole thing. There's not too many for this, because it wasn't crazy popular, but there's yeah. a few. All I have to do is tell you the review, and you have to guess the score. It's from 0.5 to 5. Mm-hmm. Joey says, I liked this better than the first creep show. I <laughs> uh, strongly disagree, but, you know, you're allowed to have your opinion. That's fine. Even if it's wrong. To be fair, this is way more serious than the first creep show. First creep mm. show, really stupid. Really, really dumb. It's playing it up for jokes all the time. So I can see why you would prefer this over that. I'm going to say um, 2.5. Mm, 3.5. Oh, okay. Uh, we have TTTC. All right. Who said bracket star 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 end bracket colon thumbs up a solid horror anthology that would be three stars then right if it isn't i'm gonna riot it's four out of five (laughs) i hate this i hate this segment al says one star just because vincent price is in it 
I don't really have anything good to say about this, though, so I'll just shut my trap. <laughs> yeah, shut your trap. Are they adding one star to their rating because of Vincent Price, or is it just one star and that's their rating for I don't stop? know, Sandro. What, what, what do you think? Because of the last review... I'm going to say it's just one star, because you wouldn't put, surely you wouldn't put two people saying a rating it's in their two review. It's 2.5? No, no, it's one out of five. Okay, it's good. one out of five. Good. <laughs> yeah, I good, no, good. No. And finally, the last one is Adali, who says, the title is all you need, lol. What? <laughs> What's that mean? The title is all you need, lol. That could be a really funny podcast idea. You just review movies based off their title. Like, you you, you don't watch it. You just mm. <laughs> madly speculate about the movie's title. Mm, I'm sure that's been done before. We should try that on some of the, uh, the next lot of movies. Um, that review was two? 4.5! What is this? <laughs> <laughs> that's raving reviews and that's the episode surely Sajo, I thought that review was all you needed <laughs> lol so I guess all you need to convince yourself to watch it is the title that's fair enough I guess I don't I, I don't know <laughs> uh, who knows I have no idea we'll wrap the episode up there uh, thank you so much for listening as always uh, if you like the show you, you can always help out by telling a friend uh, following us on Instagram Facebook uh, YouTube you can subscribe there I need to upload a bunch of episodes I think I've got them kind of updated by now we'll see but there's links to that in the episode description along with a link to our Patreon if you want to keep the show alive you can head over there and subscribe Zach what have we been what have we been doing over on Patreon recently well we've been starting a little little movie series Ooh. where where evil stuff has been happening evil stuff well, I, I I don't know if I'd say evil stuff I think I would, might say deceased stuff dead stuff ha- has been happening Wow! <laughs> yeah, we've been starting a series about uh, some some evil dead, mm. some some evil dead stuff, and we'll be going through the entirety of that on the Patreon. Yeah, yes. we watched the first episode. I'm not sure when that's coming out. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Wednesday. There yes. you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we watched we watched the first uh, Evil Dead, and it was it was it was a movie that you'll have to find our opinions <laughs> on on the Patreon. <laughs> I was worried then for a second. I was like, are you going to reveal the opinions and I'm going to have to cut it out? It was it was merely a bamboozle. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, for $5 upwards, you get two bonus episodes a month. And for, for the next uh, two months, I think, yeah, Evil Dead. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, links in the episode description. Zach, it's time for you to pick next week's episode. And this time we're going to speculate. I'm going to speculate just from the titles what what are they what they are. All right, so I won't tell you what they're about. I'll just tell you that. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Tell it. Tell me what they're about. But after I've speculated about the name first. Uh, well, your first option is called the curse, but it's also known as the farm. It's got two titles. Mmm. Oh, the two titles helps because that gives you more of an idea because it's clearly about a cursed farm where things start to go awry. We follow our, our main main dude, I'm going to call him James Jameson. And James Jameson owns this farm and he, it, things start going awry. Everything starts going wrong. People start dying and his crops start wilting. So he's got to fight back against the evil of voodoo curses that are uh, 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 cursing his land. Mm. Um, and he has to murder some witches or something. Oh, oh, wow. You really just threw in witches at the end there, didn't you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yep, I did. But just uh, kind of propelling yourself a little bit further from what the movie's actually about. Damn it. It's an adaptation of the classic Lovecraft story, Colour Out of Space. Oh. It is about a farm. Oh. You were right there. Will Wheaton is in it, and he plays a kid called Zack. Yeah. Okay. And it's about it's about this giant meteor that crashes down into the farm, and then weird stuff starts happening. Oh. There was an adaptation of that that came out last year, I think, with Nicolas Cage that was very good. But this is the 80s version. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, your next option is called Deadline. Deadline. Ah, well, that's clearly about an old lady. She's She's... In 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 the hospital sort of thing, she's she's nearly gonna die, but she's reminiscing about the old days. She was she was a cop. 
Oh. You know, on the streets. Mm. And, uh, you know, she had to fight this deadly gang and uh, everything that's led up to this sort of moment in hospital. Uh, the film's actually about Christopher Walken going to Beirut as a journalist for the Lebanese Civil War. Oh, I was close. So I think you got that one pretty much. That, uh, yeah, very good job. I was close. <laughs> uh, your next option is called Epidemic. Epidemic. Uh, this is a zombie movie. This is a zombie movie. But unlike most uh, zombie movies, um, this one's enjoyable. Got him. Um, yeah. Where it's actually about this disease that spreads around and, uh, you know, is 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 making people um, not wear masks mm. and uh, not social distance and lick doorknobs. Which, and so it's not actually the disease itself that's killing people. It's... It's it's the the disease is making people so stupid that they go get themselves killed by zombies. By zombies. Um, yeah, you might be close. Oh, oh, I don't know. The film the film is directed by this controversial horror director called Lars von Trier, and oh. it's about a director and a screenwriter. I think he plays himself in it. They spend eighteen months trying to come up with the idea for a new horror movie, oh. and that's the movie. That's the whole movie. So, maybe, so, so maybe I was right. Maybe one of their concept is like my concept. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Yeah, there's a lot of options. Uh, your next option is called King Lear. Well, clearly it's about King Lear, who uh, is a, a mighty warrior that has to face the evils of evil land in, in epic battles. It's an action movie sort of thing. Right, right. Uh, no, it's a surreal adaptation oh. of the Shakespeare story mm. in which the world recovers from the destruction of the Chernobyl disaster. Whoa. William Shakespeare Jr. V, played what by Peter Sellers, fuck? attempts to restore the human race's great works of art. That is stupid. I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to watch that. Anyway, uh, you've also got Star Slammer. Star Slammer? Hell yeah. No, that, this is a sexy adaptation of Star Wars. <laughs> a parody... <laughs> <laughs> about about uh, sexy aliens yep. getting it on. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are very very close. <laughs> Is it? Two women have been unjustly confined to a prison planet. They plot their escape and have to put up with lesbian guards, crazed wardens, and mutant rodents. <laughs> Hey, I was I was bang on point. <laughs> nice. Uh, your second last option is called Sammy and Rosie Get Laid. I don't know anything about this one. I hate this one already. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this one. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's a problematic 80s film with, two, with people that are way too old. Do it with people who are way too young. <laughs> You're probably correct. <laughs> a couple allow themselves to sleep around to deal with domestic boredom. Husband's dad tries to put a stop to it. And then, uh, finally, your final option is called Yelin, which, uh, translates roughly to brightness. Ooh. Alright, this, obviously, uh, foreign film. A guy goes back to his roots in his home country and discovers these sort of, uh, ancient rituals that his ancestors and other things used to do. Like, he talks with his grandparents okay. and stuff. Um, which is fighting against uh, evil and other thing known as the brightness that infests the land sort of thing. All right. All right. I think you've got the tone right. Mm. The plot's a little bit different. So it's a West African movie about a, a young man. He's got magical powers and yep. he journeys to visit his uncle. Ah, uh, I was close. I was close. This... Um, he tries to recruit his uncle in a fight against his evil sorcerer father. Ah, either sorcerer father. I missed that bit. I missed that I, bit. I don't know if evil necessarily, but the sorcerer father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was close. I was actually, I was reasonably on online with it. Actually, that took forever <laughs> to go through all those. Yeah, but that was fun. Turns out, if you if you make up things for every movie, it doubles the length time we have to go over them. Uh, so the curse, which is Lovecraft, Deadline, Epidemic, King Lear, Star Slammer. Sammy and Rosie get laid, or Yeelin. Now, as much as I'd love to do Star Slammer, <laughs> I actually quite liked the sound of that last one. So is it is it an English movie, or has it got translations? It would be subtitled, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that would be a fun one. That one actually sounds quite fun. Mm-hmm, I agree. I like the sound of that one. Mm -hmm. Perhaps a gem in the rough. Perhaps an oldie, but a pretty reasonable. Pretty okay. 
<laughs> yeah. We'll see. I want to do that one. I want to do that one. Yeelan. All right. Well, I, I'm I'm keen for that. That sounds really fun. Yeah. All right. That's the episode. Bit of a short one, but I think we uh, managed to pat it out a bit there near the end. Yep. <laughs> Added a bit extra on the end there, just for the lols. All right. We'll wrap it up with the best quote from the movie that we just talked about, From a Whisper to a Scream. Mine has got to be, mm. well, she's got legs all the way up to where the hair grows. Oh, oh wait. Sorry. Oh. I meant that's the only quote I wrote down, not my favorite quote. That's the only one I wrote down. <laughs> I've got, ooh, there, kitty, 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 kitty. Well, that's a pretty good cat sound effect. Not bad. Yep, and to practice it in the mirror every day. Oh. I just go up in the morning. doesn't matter who's awake or not. I just go, <laughs> I've got it in trouble for it many times. <laughs> it sounds... Yeah, that is a risky move, as the kids say. Yeah, that's why I don't have roommates anymore. Yeah, that's I was, was going to say, that's why That's why you got kicked out of your share house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that I mean the lease ended. Yeah, 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 no. It wasn't really for that, it was because I kept screaming first thing in the morning. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.